Brayden, you would say we are good friends, right? I would, although it, it makes me nervous when you start questions like that. Well, I'm, I'm going to leave you on a cliffhanger because I like to do that. But I want to talk about our friendship in this next episode. Okay, not helping with the nerves, but I guess I have no choice. Welcome to the Bible Story Podcast. We believe there's nothing more important than a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. We do indeed. My name is Braden Pahoich, and my co-host sitting across from me is John Drebert. Drebert. <laughs> For those of you who do not know, I am not French. I'm no, it's Canadian. Just, it's and my ancestry is Swedish Drebert. and German. Drebert. Swedish? Swedish and German. Fun. Yeah. You get a lot of good uh, potato-based recipes. <laughs> I've eaten my fair share of potatoes in my life. I am Ukrainian, so I hear you. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, we are always excited to be here hosting the podcast. Um, yeah, it's one of our favorite things to do each week. It is. I hope everyone here has had such a wonderful Easter weekend slash holiday. Uh, it's just a great celebration, great season. Uh, I love it. Yeah, you know what? We start getting fresh air. The sun is out. Mm. I start enjoying the outdoors. The, the, <laughs> the air doesn't hurt my face. It's a big deal. It is a big deal. Like, the harshness of winter is behind me. I, I, it's great. And it always reminds me of the newness God brings, you know, kind of both physically around us in, in nature, but also spiritually. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. All right. You said in the preview that you wanted to talk about uh, our friendship or friendship. Uh, we can do that, but uh, you need to warn me. Are you are you going to fire me as a friend? Did I do something wrong? Did I offend you? <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't uh, mean to. No way. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how you would fire somebody from friendship. But anyways, I like you too much. So I can't do that. I won't do that. And But here, here's the deal. As I read through this chapter... Yeah. Though it does seem to point out two kinds of friendships or relationships. You know, we see Jonathan's and Saul's relationship with David. Both of those look really different. Right. So in really talking different. about friendship. So mm-hmm. we're not talking about our friendship. A mm, little bit maybe, but not exactly. We're just great friends. That's all it is. That's right. That's right. <laughs> no, I agree. As as we read through, as I read through this chapter too, I, I see kind of these two specific relationships pointed out. Okay, a quick recap from our story from the last few weeks. Uh, We met David, a small young boy who defeated a giant and who is anointed to be the next king, the king who would replace Saul, right? Mm -hmm. And just as Samuel, the prophet, um, had warned or predicted. That's right. So he, the prophet Samuel had spoken to Saul about this and who was the one that he was, Samuel was the one that anointed David. Is that correct? That's correct. So, so Samuel really knows what's up. Yeah, he knows what's up. He even anointed Saul. Yeah. Okay, so does Saul know the situation then? Uh, I, Saul does not know that David has been anointed as the next king, but Samuel has predicted that, like you said, that, his, that Saul's time as king is, is coming up. It's right. going to be an, coming to an end, and that someone better than him will take his place. So Saul... I would think is on the lookout for who that person might be kind of looking over his shoulders. Like mm. who is better than me around here? And you know, 
that's not a real great way to live, I don't think. But no. we just have to remember, David is young. Yes. And at this point, he would appear to be a long shot to be the next king. Okay, mm. good to know. So okay, so here we, we do see in this chapter that Saul actually wants to get to know David better. Mm. Um, and, and we also then see Saul take his son, whose name is Jonathan, and he introduces the two to each other. Yeah. So Jonathan... They're the same age. Yeah. Know, both Jonathan and men. David are introduced. They're both, I don't know, adolescents at this point. Yeah. Like young men. I have no idea exactly what that means in that culture. Maybe maybe yeah. 17, yeah. somewhere in there. Yeah. So after Saul got to know David, Jonathan, Saul's son, also met David. And right. these two young guys, they hit it off and they became instant besties, instant friends. <laughs> instant besties. Yeah. You know, they probably had like, you know, those heart-shaped friends forever type bracelets. Totally. They would have had those back then, I think. Yeah. I'm sure somebody was selling them. <laughs> they're everywhere. Yeah. Um, but their friendship became so strong that, yeah. that Jonathan actually pledged his friendship to David, which, which is a pretty big deal culturally back then. BFFs, so, best friends forever. That's right. Uh, so Jonathan sealed the pact by taking off his robe, which is mm. kind of weird, yep. um, and then giving it to David. And, and he also gave him his tunic, his sword, bow, and belt. So like he's, he's kind of giving him a lot. Okay, well, John, let's uh, let's role play the situation. Okay, uh, so I'll be Jonathan, you be David. Okay, so uh, here I'll take my robe off. Okay, uh, here's here's my whole, shirt. Okay, let know, me let me take my pants off. Well, okay, uh, and then next uh, is whoa, whoa, wait 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 wait. <laughs> Keep your clothes on. Okay, uh, fine. this is this is a little bit uncomfortable. <laughs> um, that's not what Jonathan said. Uh, like you're kind of going in a different direction. Uh, it was a symbolic thing. They weren't just swapping socks. Oh, all right? They're not okay. just swapping socks. And I, just so you know, like yeah. I sweat a lot in my shoes. And so <laughs> you do not want to swap socks with me. Like, yeah, I can smell from here gross. But anyway, for people to see David walking around. Yeah. Around the kingdom, around, around any, wherever they saw David. Um, wearing Jonathan's... Uh, robe and his tunic and having a sword and all these things yeah it would have just spoken so much to everyone like it it would have been like oh my goodness like jonathan thinks so highly of david that he would give him some royal right clothing because you would have known jonathan's clothing clothing based on his his uh position of power as royalty you would have instantly known yeah that is a son of the king Right. Even if you didn't recognize the face. Right. Yeah. Cool. Uh, okay. So I, I'll leave everything on. I appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate welcome. that. Uh, but what does this have to do with our friendship? If we're not going to role play, like what, uh, what's, what's. Uh, okay. So you, you've over the years and in this last moment, you've really <laughs> certainly proved your friendship. Perfect. Uh, although not really in the way I would have imagined. Well, I will go to great lengths. <laughs> uh, but here's a question for you. Okay. All right. Here's a question for you. Think of a good friend or okay. a good friendship or a good relationship that you might have. And what's, what is good about it? Or how do you know it is good? Hmm. That's a, that's a really good question. Hmm. I know. Keep thinking. <laughs> I, I will just stall and talk with our friends until you've done 
You're okay. Thinking. I think I got it. Okay. I, I, I think, you know, obviously there's times in our life when relationships, friendships, they look really different. And so we kind of express those in different ways. But one of the things that I say I will always look for or that has helped me learn what a healthy or good friendship looks like um, is an idea of kind of balance. So like a teeter totter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So keep going. <clears throat> the the relationship's not always one sided, right? Mm. So uh, the one person isn't always the support, while the other person, you know, being the supported person. You know, in a good friendship, there's times for both when someone is, you know, when I support someone, and then in turn later on they help support me. Mm. It's it's this idea of of that give and take, and there's different seasons, and those se- seasons can go you know, over different lengths of time, but eventually there's some reciprocation there. There's, mm. there's some idea of like, I have your back and you have my back. Hmm. I, I've been in relationships that have been really one-sided um, and that leads to actually both people being in a really unhealthy place. I, I, I like that. That's, that's really good. And I think we see that in Jonathan and David and how they interact with each other. At mm-hmm. least it's implied that there is a mutual understanding of of the depth of relationship and respect for one another yeah okay so then what about you uh how how do you know if a friendship is healthy well if you get a lot of high fives if they allow (laughs) you to get off the teeter-totter without slamming down onto the ground okay so if they're not physically harming you got it that's pretty much it (laughs) (laughs) okay for for real uh i think one of the things that i that i look for in friendships is are they willing to have hard conversations with me? Mm. Right? Is this friend? Is this a good friend? Could we still have a could we have a hard conversation and still be friends? Uh, will they challenge? Will they challenge each other? Will I challenge them? Will they challenge me? Encourage each other to grow? You know, if people aren't making if people are making a poor decision, mm-hmm. will that friend call them out on it? And do as much as they can to help them uh, correct or make a different decision. Yeah. Um, I, I, people are messy. And in healthy mm-hmm. relationships, people are still messy. And, and if you're not willing to get a little messy and deal with the hard things, then I'm not sure it's a good friendship or a healthy friendship. So right. Certainly th- not a growing friendship. Yeah. yeah. So I think getting a little messy to ensure things are always moving in a positive direction is probably a good thing. Yeah. I, I would agree, especially as we as we see friendships and relationships grow. There's always, you know, e- even going back to what I said, in having someone's back or someone having your back, there's that's not an easy thing to do. No, that means you're there for the good and you're there for the hard. That's right. And the challenging. I, I like that. Okay, we're gonna keep moving on our story. So we see that Saul kept David in his service. You know, as he as we see Saul actually get to know David better and. No matter what David was asked to do, we see him be really successful in that. You know, it didn't take long before David was named the commander over the men of war. You know, everybody loved David and even the officers and soldiers of the army approved of his new appointed position. It didn't take, you know, long at all for David to become really successful in this role. And, And with that success, he was actually becoming like, Famous throughout Israel. People knew who he was. All right. So when the Israeli army came back uh, victorious over the Philistines, this is, 
This is maybe one of my favorite parts of the story. Yeah. I, okay, Braden, I've got a great idea. Oh boy. I okay. got, I got, so, I got a great idea. So hold on. David was leading the Israelite army. Yes. They defeated the Philistines and came back victorious. They came back victorious. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I got a little ahead of myself here, but I, now I have a good idea. So I don't like your good idea. Well, it's a great idea. <laughs> uh, you like to sing. Sure. Yeah, I do. I, you, you've been known to, to carry on and do some, you know, karaoke or, or, you know, just jam out in your car as yes, you drive or I have the, the shower. Some or... would say I have the music in me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, I'd like you to bring that music out. So in this story, the women are yep. singing okay. and like dancing and having a great time. Um, and they're singing about David okay. and Saul mm-hmm. as they passed by the towns and villages where they went. And so... Um, Maybe you could give us like uh, maybe your version of what they were singing. So here's 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 the lyrics. Okay, I see them. Give it a whirl. Okay, this is <laughs> this. You're this ridiculous. Be, you're putting me on the spot. This is gonna be awesome. I haven't even had vocal warm ups. <laughs> Saul has killed his thousands. <laughs> And David, his ten thousands. I, <laughs> I really, really like that. If um, you imagine that with like mm, 40, 50, 60 other women's voices, it probably sound really good. Well, you did get in down into like this baritone yeah. and, and range and maybe even, even a little deeper. And then that. it would harmonize a little bit like, Saul has killed ten thousands. <laughs> There's, there's more the the, the women's yeah. range typically. Yeah, um, yeah. You throw I, in a, a trumpet. I, <laughs> I, I th- you know, I I'm pretty sure you could have had like been a maybe a pop star back in the time of King Saul. You missed it just by like that much, just like a few thousand years. Not, yeah, not I think much. so. It probably would have been more uh, rock and roll because it was a little bit of a rockier climate. Yeah. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh gosh, that was a dad joke, and you're not even a dad yet. Nope. I like that. Uh, okay, that's that's awesome. I'm not I'm not sure I would have you know been been the next like uh, American Idol or um, Army Idol. <laughs> I don't know what you call it. I don't think I was like destined for fame there. Uh, but all this singing and and more specifically, people were really excited to see David and yes. and and all of this attention being on David. And even if you see what they were saying that David killed. 10,000 and Saul 1,000, right? They're kind of like comparing and saying like, look at David, like 10 times the amount. Yeah, David was way better than you, Saul. David was way... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and they're singing that in his face, which... And they're like, oh, and we don't want to make the king angry. So you've killed your thousand, Saul. Good job. Good job. Yeah, yeah. Kind of a, a pity tap on the back. You yeah, know? Like, yeah, you, yeah. You yeah, did yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, um, what do they call that? Uh, uh, not a consolation prize. Um, a participation ribbon is what Saul got there. <laughs> yeah, I would, uh, I would, I would be a little bit miffed too, maybe. So okay, so so we do we see Saul here. Um, he gets really jealous of mm-hmm. of all the attention that um, David is starting to get, and it, it's not a good situation. You know, Saul began to actually see David as a rival or a threat to his position as as king, um, and rather than someone who is actually his, his servant or, you know, a respected position, someone who was really giving their all to the king. Yeah. 
Okay, so we need to back up here just a second. Remember Samuel said that because Saul was not faithful and obedient to God, that the kingdom would be given to someone better than him? Right. Yeah. Right. So then uh, all these years, Saul's like looking over his shoulder, nervously darting his eyes back and forth, waiting for someone better to kind of step in. Uh, You know, he likes being king and, and obviously is not ready or willing at this point to give that up. He doesn't want to give up being king. No. And and who would? Like, it's kind of awesome being king, right? I can only assume. Yeah. So now that the people are talking and singing of David's greatness, Saul, you know, he's becoming incredibly insecure and, mm-hmm. and feels deeply threatened by how, well, I'll just, I'll just say it this way, how awesome David is, yeah. right? And, and really, what an awful way to go through life. I'm being constantly worried that someone better than you is going to take your position. Mm. You know, even though this is how Saul thought, you know, David did not act like a rival to Saul. In fact, it's just the opposite. David simply wanted to serve the king as best he could. Yeah, which, which actually points out a really good example of an unhealthy relationship. You know, there's a ton of respect and admiration from David to Saul, right? Mm. Yeah, there really is. Yeah. But it's not, it's not reciprocated in the other direction, or, or at least the jealousy that King Saul is feeling is mm-hmm. getting in, in the way of that, blurring the image that Saul sees of David. Yeah, that's a good point. I think we can see here how jealousy or actually, you know, envy, which is considered a sin, um, separates us from what is good or what could be good, right? David's doing some really good things for Israel, yeah. for King for the, Saul. For the kingdom. For right? the kingdom, yeah. yeah. And it paints, it paints a great picture of how sin mm-hmm. is an everyday thing and can really creep into our lives and kind of be sneaky. Right. And an everyday thing as in like so often or, or actually specifically in the last few stories, we've been seeing sin as these like... Big, these big things. These big things. And I don't want to like rank sin, but it's like obvious sin. Right. right? So like murder... That's obvious. God yep. giving you direct, like, like very clear direction. And then Saul saying like, well, I'm going to go this way yeah, instead. Yeah, like that disobedience. Totally yeah. disobedient. Yeah, disobeying God. Um, and this one's a little bit different. It kind of like, we see it build in Saul. We see Saul's insecurities come out when Samuel first gives him that prophecy. Mm. And it's like a slow building of this envy and jealousy of losing his position and seeing someone better come in. Yeah. And, and I mean... Jealousy is something that I, we've all felt, I think. Like, I have felt that a time or two, certainly in my life. Uh, absolutely. You know, I've, I've, I have felt that uh, at, a lot of, at a lot of different seasons in my life. Yeah. Um, and it always is associated with that insecure feeling. Totally. You know, sometimes I don't even know that envy is what I'm feeling until when I'm looking back at it in hindsight. I'm down mm-hmm. the road and I'm kind of upset you know with somebody but now it's kind of passed and i'm able to look back yeah you know like i've had friends come to me and say um you know er earlier in life like oh they got into university or something good is happening for someone right yeah and then it's like i want to be excited for them but there's a part of me that says like like why do they deserve that or why not me yeah Right. And then it's like, I can be mad or upset about that. And then, yeah, down, you know, in hindsight, it's like, oh, that, that was totally 
jealousy or envy. Like I should just be able to be happy for them. Mm -hmm. Um, that it's great. I, I agree. Sin can just be sneaky, can't it? Yeah, I agree. Sin, sin can totally be sneaky and it's not always right in front of us. Like the last few stories that we've read. That's right. Okay. So all of that to say, I, I think I figured what our takeaway should be. Mm. I got it. Okay. I think it's this. Sin divides. You know, we see it separate relationships. It causes rifts. It, it, it hurts our connection with God. It just divides. I, I really like that. We see it here applying to David and Saul. Mm-hmm. It, it, sin has divided them. And we read a, a lot of other stories within Scripture where sin created a division between God and people, or yeah. even God and one specific person. Yeah. So it, it really d- does divide in a lot of different scenarios. Yeah, and, and the truth is the longer we let sin lived unchecked in our life, you know, the more isolated we're going to feel, whether that's isolation from God or I- isolation from other people. I, you know, I couldn't agree more. Okay, so just to restate it, the lesson and takeaway for today is sin divides. Growth tip time. Growth tip time. Hey friends, a growth tip is an everyday action that mm-hmm. helps us grow in our relationship with Jesus Christ. If you just listen to that jingle, like that's basically um, how good I was singing previously <laughs> in this episode. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. <laughs> uh, you know what? I have a really good growth tip for today. It's actually something that I've done recently and I'm not like far enough in the process to know uh, whether it worked or not. Cool. So we're all going to be guinea pigs. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly what I wanted to be today. A guinea pig. <laughs> okay. I do think it, I think it's going to work. So, okay. um, that's why I'm giving it a shot. But you know what? I would love for you guys to try it out with me and and reach out on Instagram. Let me know how it's going, okay? Yeah, and and that Instagram page is or, or address or whatever you call it. I'm all Handle. Handle. Our Instagram handle <clears throat> is at Bible Story Pod. Yeah. So we've shamelessly plugged our social account. <laughs> uh, what's that growth tip? Okay, that wasn't the intent, but thank you for doing that. <laughs> uh, I want you to move your Bible. Okay, so if you have a physical Bible... This is best, right? So move your Bible into a new place that's, you know, public, out in the open, somewhere that you go every single day. I was notorious for just leaving it on my bedside table and never actually looking at it because mm. I don't spend that much time in the bedroom, uh, just sleeping. Yep. yep. You know, so... Move. I just did it. Yeah. I don't know if you heard that, but like, I just pulled it on my desk. I saw it's that. right in front of me. Great. You're you're I'm doing it following the growth tip okay so my idea behind this was I hope for me that it sparks you know memory or that I'm more likely to pick up the bible and read it opposed as opposed to like sitting down in my favorite chair and looking through my phone okay hold up hold up yeah one scenario is like I know a bunch of kids and they're kind of new in their relationship with God they don't actually have a physical bible all they have is a, a bible on their phone so what here's, advice could you give them? Here's two things you can do. Okay. Okay. You can reach out to us and we will send you a Bible. Ooh. So if that's you re- a great idea. If you reach out to us with whatever, Instagram, email us, whatever you want, uh, we will send you a Bible. All we need is an address or there's a really good Bible app you can download. And if that's the case, move that onto like a home screen or set a reminder, something that again, kind of as you're going through your day, you're, you're, you have to see it. Yeah. 
that's the that's the important part. So why don't we like why don't we commit to like putting the sharing that Bible app? Yes. On our Instagram page. I will do that. And then you can like even find Bible reading plans and totally. Yeah, it's a really good, it's a really good app, but yeah. those are the two ways that we can help out with this growth tip. That seems like a great tip. Uh I'm a little old school, so I have a Bible in my desk and I put it on my desk. And it's actually just like a hundred stone tablets. It's so old school. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's quite heavy. Uh, <laughs> I have done. It's written on palm leaves. <laughs> oh, how old am I? <laughs> All right. I've done with this with other books and different things, putting them out. And it, it absolutely helps to have a visual reminder. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and and that those can be places like you know I I was thinking for myself like where should I put this? Is like living room? It could be a bathroom. Yeah. I know like maybe you don't want your Bible in the bathroom, but it seriously is a place that you might get some reading done. Yeah. All right, that, give us a report on yeah. Instagram. This is a great tip. Thanks, Braden. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you all so much for tuning in. We love you guys. Have an amazing week, everyone. We love you. God bless. <laughs>